0: on the shelf i'm your host renata each week a bookworm adds a kids book they love to our shelf but before they tell us all about it i need them to answer some important questions that send them into an imaginative tale spin i know those of you who listened last week might be thinking how is the pod cave looking after the fairy tale police paid us a visit last week well they are keeping an eye on us that i can tell you so we need to be careful about any bookish magic wandering out of the pod cave. They said if we keep it contained, there won't be any trouble, so I think we can manage that. They did not, however, like the rabbit hole situation, so I've let that builder know we really need to get moving on that repair job. The fairy tale police say I have six weeks to have it moved and filled before they'll be taking me to small plot holes court. So with that period well in the future, I can promise you no fairy tale authorities will be interfering with the shelf today. Now, let's get on with it and meet this week's guest. Lauren Hackney is a keen and active member of the Aussie Kidlit community, having written countless articles interviewing fantastic authors and creatives on their journey through the bookish world. She has appeared on a YouTube channel or two sharing her own experiences and passions. She lives in southeast Queensland with her adorable menagerie of pets and her two sons, who feature heavily in the series we're talking about today, because she wrote the Lolly Shop series with her kids. Welcome to the shelf, Lauren.
1: Thanks, Renata. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're very happy to have you. What do you love about kids' books? I personally love that they bring me back to being a kid. So for me, they're one of the first memories. Everyone's going to have a memory from being three or four years old with that. So for me, I think, wow, imagine that. That's cool. Yeah,
0: That is wonderful. Very, very special to be a part of that. those core memories for people. Yeah. Beautiful. And
1: some kids, like, this is the beginning of down the track, something that a lifelong pursuit. Like, if you love storytelling, like, if you're three or four and you've got a wild imagination, well, looking into the future, that, that imagination could take you everywhere.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you're opening up a world of possibilities to people.
1: You write the lolly shop books with your kids. How did that come to happen? Yes, we actually used to tell this story when I would put the kids to bed. So my husband would work night shift and my kids were about one and three or pushing two and four when I would put them to, to bed this way. I had this thing where bedtime for me I wanted it I wanted this to be something that the kids grew up with where they could say to their kids and or their nieces and nephews in the future you know this is a special time I I kind of made an effort so many times a week to snuggle between them push their beds together snuggle Whoa. between them and we would it just so happened that the lolly shop story was the one that stuck and kept coming back we Mm. we kind of would tell stories of you know the carrot that misbehaved in the fridge and wanted to stab the tomato like you know (laughs) um or what it would be like imagine the fridge being an apartment shelf right and Mm. apartment building and the butter in this shelf it doesn't like the milk that's in the door and then the apples in the crisper aren't like and the fact that the saucers are on the top shelf what did you do to deserve that space you know (laughs) like yeah so it just so happened though that the lolly shop was the was the story we created that stuck and we loved and we enjoyed. And then so as they grew older, the story developed a bit more. We made the lolly shop. So it was a, a family project to distract me from, you know, stresses of being an adult. And we would spend nights piecing the story back together because the boys at this age were now six and eight. So the story was four years old.
0: Hmm.
1: And we had to think, right, what are the characters' names? What are they going to look like? Let's try and... You know, draw this character and draw this character and, <laughs> gee, it sure beat whatever rubbish was on the TV, I tell you that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds to me like the lolly shop and the endless shelf would be near each other. Like, they they would be close together within walking distance, I reckon. It's, it's yeah. a similar
1: magic. Yeah. yeah, why not? It'd be great. Because as the book series grows, the magic does change a little bit because mm-hmm. someone accidentally mixes some lollies together to, uh, <gasps> yeah, you're going to have to wait till a book four for that. <laughs> oh, okay. We've got another book coming. That's
0: really, really exciting. So what's your favorite part in this process, making
1: the stories with your boys? Oh, I love that. It's part of us now. Yeah one of the best parts now that it's it's out there it's part of our lives and, and we get to encourage so many people to do it is you, you hear so many kids do have their own stories it's amazing mm. yeah it's magical how sharing your writing
0: with the world it takes on almost a life of its own like it 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 develops this further layer of magic that you would never have come up with but these other the readers sort of bring their own stuff to it and it, it just yeah. makes it that little bit more meaningful. Pajamas or a ball gown. What would you rather wear when you meet the king?
1: <laughs> oh, I have Minecraft pajamas. <gasps> yes. Charles, do you oh, like Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> I've also got a Pikachu onesie, so I could oh, I'll tell them my oh. Pikachu jokes. Like, how do you get Pikachu on a bus, you know you Pokemon? <laughs> What about you, Renata? Ball gown or
0: pajamas? (laughs) Oh, pajamas. I think I'd be too nervous if I was all dressed up fancy. I'd rather be
1: comfortable. Yeah, I'm going to eat something and spill something real quick. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, too much pressure. Do you speak leprechaun? No. No, Mm -hmm. because I've never been able to catch one. I know Adam Wallace. Yeah. He he actually brought out a book, "How to Catch a Leprechaun." I read <gasps> it. I read it like six times, and well, I'm still rubbish on St. Patrick's Day trying to catch a leprechaun. So they're very crafty. Mm,
0: they Have are. you caught a leprechaun, Renata? No, I've seen one in passing, but that's the closest I've ever gotten. I haven't had a go at their language yet. We've got to find somewhere to take a class in leprechaun. <laughs> I bet they're I bet they're expensive though. Think about yeah, that but- pot of gold. We're, that money has to come from somewhere. Hmm? Do you have big dreams for your future
1: in the book world? I really don't know where the book world leads to. I- Since creating stories with my boys, I've never met so many amazing, happy, supportive, creative people. Like, I feel like I found my flop, you know? Yep. So, Absolutely. for me, I'm kind of like, it's so fun.
0: that That has made this podcast really lots of fun. Just having this whole new reason to have chats with book
1: friends, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and make th- new ones.
1: Exactly. And and you get to like hear people's are uh, how they get their ideas because everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's the best
1: feedback you think you've ever gotten about the lolly shop? Well, from kids themselves. Yeah. Because what I've noticed again, the power of story is it doesn't matter what kind of day they've had. You get them you get them on the storyline of, "Hey, if you could be invisible what would you do if hey if you could like walk through walls how would you use that power where would you go if you could fly what would you do and all that all that gray matter ticking over and just to see those smiles grow and their eyes like connect with you like they they want to talk to you they they want to think about this they want to talk about this it's more like not necessarily feedback from kids because kids will always go yeah i love it because you know that but when they When they genuinely stop, think and talk to you about that storyline, you can't help but to go, yeah, that's cool. Because you could be having a really yucky day. Like like Mm. you get them them thinking about all this magical ability and what would you do with it? And suddenly they're smiling and they want to engage with you and they want to talk with you. And you're like, yeah, that's cool. I'll take that.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. Make
1: life a bit more magical. Why, yeah, not? why not? Because yeah, it's, if you if you don't be careful as an adult, you got to make a lot of magic when you're an adult, right?
0: Mm, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so that that's the feed. for me. It's not necessarily feedback because kids kids will never go, "Hey, I really liked page thirty-five. How you really outlined this particular thing? No, they're just gonna go, "Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want to really have them light up
0: and yeah. engage fully rather and than it just being to a or oh, whatever. Yeah, wonderful. If you made eye contact with a gorilla and in that moment it could read your thoughts, what would you tell the great ape with your mind?
1: I have no bananas.
0: <gasps> okay. I yeah, have
1: none. That's probably important to establish. Yeah. yeah. Bro, go the other way. Also, I'm a rubbish climber. So, if you want to go, like, climbing with me, it's not going to happen. I'm a ground dweller. I'm not good with heights because you can't fall off the floor, you see. So, I like staying (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) Um,
0: Do you ever wish you could grab your laptop and write, but it's not a good situation to do so? Like, are you ever desperate to go and get a pen and paper, but you're like, ah, I
1: can't right now? Yeah, it usually happens when I'm on shift. Oh yeah, gotta um, work. Mm-hmm. Or, or I've got to go be an adult somewhere. I've got to go an adult because my my brain's always ticking over because I'm I'm always because now I've got the now I feel like I'm allowed to, you know, think of stories and it's a thing. I'm mm-hmm. letting myself do it. Whereas again, prior to prior to 2020, when yeah, I just did bedtime stories with my kids or, or stories to keep them occupied, like everyone does it. Mm-hmm. Um, now that now that I know it's available and it's a thing and and why not my stories are somewhat interesting sometimes then yes i haven't mastered the art um i'm relying sometimes on my memory so so storytelling is good for your memory because when you're mm. scanning in woolies and you're like one after the other and you're like oh wait this part of the story i gotta fit that in gotta remember gotta remember gotta remember <laughs> so so that's that's actually a hidden benefit because it's a storytelling sorry to go off track for a wee bit. No, no. But. When I when I'm scanning my groceries at the grocery shop and I do I don't have a pen and paper or like I don't have my laptop and it's not the ideal time to be taking up time because people are looking at you <laughs> like with that subtle hurry up face um, yes so that's why I'm like right so storytelling is a bit of a bonus like if, if you're really wanting to tell your story because you'll remember it if it's a really good part and then you'll remember 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 it till you till you can till you popped all your groceries in the Ute and you put your, you know, thoughts down on the scrap paper that's on, you know, underneath the seat in front of you. So yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. My biggest problem is when I'm driving. You cannot write then. And I always like, you know, you're driving past something, you get an amazing idea from what you just saw. You definitely cannot stop to write.
1: Oh, I agree. Hey Siri, (laughs) can you can you record me talking about a cheesy pizza? Yes, Renata, ordering you a cheesy pizza now. No, I don't want you to order me a pizza. I said record story about a cheesy pizza. That's right. I don't think Siri's good at that.
0: No, no. Mm. Robots. Can't work with them, can you? Are you working on any new stories at the moment?
1: Yes. You mentioned (laughs) a fourth book just before. Yes, because book one of The Lolly shop is about the lolly shop. Book two is where the magic comes from. And book three is when is sorry, explains where the where the world where the magic comes from and our world where the lolly shop is, it starts to coexist. And if I can we spoiler alert a little bit, it's called Calm Before the Snow because Ooh. with all this magic and mischief, Brisbane gets its first white Christmas. So <gasps> if you've ever wanted Ooh. to know what a 40-degree Christmas day looks like with snow in your backyard, you're about to find out. Oh, oh my goodness! That would be fun. That would be very different. It is to every and, Christmas I've ever had. Well, and and exactly because again, my children—that's that's exactly what my children thought when we were putting the story together. Because you know, when you're like a little little kid and you're watching those Christmas specials from America, like Home Alone, where it's snow, and then you're like, "Yes, kids, that's never going to happen here," um, but then they're like, "Well, thanks to the lolly shop, at Good Mom. Yeah, all right, and then. I'm not telling you how, but it
0: happens. Mm. Oh, that's
1: exciting.
0: Lovely. If two witches got the twitches and fell in ditches and they almost lost their britches, do you think they would need stitches? Yes.
1: But mm. um, how many twitches have we had? Because mm. which witch is which gets the twitch in the stitch? I think seven for the first and about five for the second. And I think it might, a might a cause glitches. Mass. Lots of glitches. Mm. Yes, loose cannons. Yeah, which are are loose cannons,
0: and they're irresponsible. Clearly, if they're walking too close to a ditch when they've got the twitches, (laughs) tricky. So, do you want to focus in on your very first lolly shop book for me?
1: Short of it, Baxter and Ethan own a magical lolly shop where depending on which magic lolly you buy gives you that particular power. And the power Mm -hmm. doesn't last all the time. So you can go back to the shop and be invisible one minute and walk through walls the next and run like a cheetah the next minute. Wow. And then you know, thinking of now what would you do if you're invisible? Or what would you do if you could float in a bubble and my youngest would be like, Mom, it's raining, let's get in these bubbles and float, you know. So And then my other son, because we we live in a seaside village, my other son would be like, Mom, oh, no, what if we float in a bubble and it takes me out to sea and I pop and I land on some coral or I land on the oyster rocks. I'm like, well, champ, that's what comes with the magic mischief." Consequences. Consequences.
0: (laughs) With the lolly shop featuring Baxter and Ethan, Mm -hmm. is there a lot of similarity between them and your sons, Baxter and Ethan?
1: Believe it or not, they are they are who they are in the story. Ethan's <gasps> the mischievous one. Ooh, Shoot. troublemaker. Paxton's a serious one. So Paxton's oh. like the one going, you can't keep tasting the sugar champ. We need to make lollies out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's like, hey, what if we need more sugar in? So So they are who they are in the story. Then as the story changes, so does the characters because the characters develop and they grow and they put themselves in situations where Baxter learns to be silly and Ethan learns to grow up a little bit because he, he's just so cute. He's forever the person going, I'm invisible. I'm like, yes, yes, I know your idea."
0: <laughs> That's lovely. So it's sort of like a
1: snapshot of their childhood as well then. So Baxter and Ethan own a lolly shop mm. and it just so happens that one day they thought a shipment of sugar arrived to the shop when it really mm. wasn't. It was magical powder. <gasps> so <gasps> and they started go. so every day they would go at night sorry morning and night they would create lollies for the shop so there's a kitchen at the back of a shop and you know some sometimes it's gummy bears and sometimes it's rainbow lolly straps and jelly beans and gobstoppers and all this and then one day they thought what they thought was sugar and added it to some strawberry red lollipops and Baxter starts to float up to the top <gasps> of the ceiling and bumps his head and Ethan's like what? what'd you do? would you what'd you do? I am (gasps) not one of those. Shit, give me it. And so Ethan gets his and he's like, wow, I'm floating. And Baxter's a bit, oh, 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 we really don't know what to do here. And it turns out that this powder, if they add it to the different lollies, you get a different effect with every different lolly. So jelly beans are going to make you jump. (gasps) Gobstoppers make you invisible. Strawberry lollipops make you float. Uh, They added it to the marshmallows and they turned into these big fluffy clouds that just floated about that you needed to run run around and eat before they dropped to the ground. Um, You know, so... And then you've got the – made the gummy bears come to life. So, <gasps> yeah, so you so you have – the moment you open up the packet, the gummy bears alive. and And depending on the colour, depends on its personality. You know, if you oh, get a okay. red one. Some are friends, one, some are foes. Yep, some of them are just going to tickle you. <gasps> like, Ooh, yeah,
0: tickly gummy bears. You've got tickly Ooh. ones. You've
1: got cuddle ones. You've got hide-and-seek gummy bears. You've got, you know, mischief-maker gummy bears. You've got holograms. Rainbow lolly Shops give you a duplicate. What? So, if you want a twin <gasps> – Boom, there's your twin. So oh. so they got this lolly shop going. They end up making all these magical candies. They had kids everywhere in the village. Trying all these different different magic candies, creating so much havoc until the adults had enough.
0: I'm so sorry. I have lost my train of thought. Oh no. And you're on an express. I hope you've had a lovely
1: time here. I've had a great time, Renata. Can I please come again? Yes, please do. Bye! Bye!
0: Listening to the endless shelf. Renata can't host the podcast right now. She has to wait for the next available train of thought. The train stopping on platform one is the household chores train, stopping all stations for eternity. This train runs every two minutes. Please stay behind the yellow safety line and accept that fun chats about kids' books will have to wait. See you next week. The Train Passing Platform 2 is an express train to book writing stopping nowhere anytime soon.